Good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert! They're up and running again. So smooth, so sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort, 4,000% of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me today is BJ Cunningham. Anthony DeBundo is somewhere on the prairie, Montana, I think. He couldn't have waited just one week. Couldn't have waited one more week. One more week until he could have, you know, all summer vacation. But no, had to take it this week. And and what a week to miss. But before we talk about this week, the final match week in the Premier League season. A reminder that Wonder Goal is proudly presented to you by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. You must be 21 or older. The offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the United States. And if you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, <sighs> let's just get right into it. The last week of the Premier League season is one of the best betting opportunities you'll find on the sporting calendar. In a league where there's no playoffs, where the the title usually is decided by now, most races are decided by now, very few teams have anything to play for, you're going to get some really wonky numbers, and you hit it right, like the upside here is significant. Mm -hmm. It is the best week to build a lottery ticket, Uh, Mm -hmm. kind of parlay around Robin. I think that'll be the theme of this episode. But before we get into that kind of stuff, let's talk about the three most important matches on the slate, which is Leeds versus Tottenham, Everton and Bournemouth, Leicester and West Ham. If you've been living under a rock, maybe you don't know, but there's one spot remaining in next year's Premier League for between these three teams. Everton's in the driver's seat. If they beat Bournemouth, they are into the Premier League next year. Leeds and Leicester go down. Otherwise... You know, there's all sorts of permutations, but the the long and short of it is all three of these teams need to win to basically keep their hopes alive. Now, let's get into it. We'll start with Leeds and Tottenham. Leeds is plus 170 at home. (laughs) Spurs plus 137 on the road. The draw is plus 280. There's very, very little for Tottenham to be playing for here. I guess like the conference Conference league. Conference league, Michael. Conference league spot, but I get it. Of the three matches with the relegation team in it like we're, we're seeing some pretty significant must win taxes we're going to talk about a price in a little bit that's just absolutely outrageous this is the one that's kind of the most muted of them i still think Leeds is a little <laughs> a little expensive considering how poor they've been playing and that sam allardyce hire hasn't seemed to spark them at all so it would be tottenham or nothing for me here but i'm gonna pass yeah i do like tottenham here I mean, listen, Leeds has everything to play for. They have to go for it. They have to win and they need help, which is really going to play right into how Tottenham wants to play, which is sitting deep and countering. And here's where I'm at. If West Ham, who really didn't have much to play for 
and going into the match, what I believed was a bad matchup for Leeds. Well, then Tottenham's going to be an even worse matchup for them. In the three matches that Sam Allardyce has been in charge of Leeds, they have conceded 7.1 expected goals. I understand they've played Man City and they've played Newcastle. But the defense, since they fired Jesse Marsh, just continues to get worse and worse and worse because they can't play in a low block. They can't defend in transition. So it leaves them so open to any type of team that wants to come in, whether build up against them or play in transition, which Tottenham will most likely be playing in transition this match. But I do believe that Tottenham will take this one seriously because, I mean, hey, if you want to recruit people, a Europa Conference League spot is better than not having it, in my opinion. So especially recruiting a manager as well. I mean, that's a whole saga that's that's going on with Tottenham. But what I found interesting in their last match against Brentford, I know they lost 3-1, but they did create 1.8 expected goals. Ryan Mason switched them to a 4-4-2 with Kane and Kulisevsky up top, and then he played Sun. And he brought on Dan Juma to play right mid. So he basically gave himself a ton of attacking options to go forward, basically because he was probably trying to break down Brentford's low block. If he plays that many attackers this time, I mean, Tottenham is going to have so many opportunities in transition, just like West Ham did last week. So I think this is a way, way too cheap of a price for Tottenham here. Best price you can find out there right now is minus 128. I probably wouldn't go higher than minus 130 on the drawn event line. If you want to play money line, anything plus 130 is better. Tottenham has been pretty good offensively under Ryan Mason. 8.6 expected goals in his five matches in charge. So I cannot get behind this Leeds defense. It's so bad. Like in every sense, no matter how they try to play, they're so bad. And plus, Sinister is out. It looks like Bamford's going to miss this match. It looks like Rodrigo's going to miss this match. So now they're bare bones here with the amount of attackers that they have going up against Tottenham's low block. So Tottenham draw no bet at minus 130 here for me. And Leeds is going down. Yeah, I think also if you're going to play into the finding the biggest prices, like a, an alternate spread on Tottenham is a bad yeah. either because let's say Leeds go down 1-0, like they're just going to have to go for it. I mean, even playing with a lead for, like they scored first against West Ham and yeah. then they just continued to get just dismantled in transition and offset pieces, which is exactly how Tottenham plays. So the matchup is terrible. It's just I hope that Tottenham actually cares because they have something to play for. But yeah, who knows? I think it's a terrible matchup. So this is the trickiest one, I think, to handicap because Leicester is way too expensive at minus 110 on the yeah. three-way line at home. But West oh, Ham, gosh. they might be the most on-the-beach team this week, I would think. Yep. Like, they're on the road. They guaranteed safety. They just had a nice win at home against... Leads last week and now it's you know against a team in Leicester that's got everything to play for obviously you know Leicester and Leeds are on 31 points Everton's on 33 Leicester will have the best goal differential almost certainly of the three teams so like if Everton ties Bournemouth and Leicester wins and Everton's going down so this is the one like I don't want to get involved with at all like I think the tax is certainly baked in to Leicester they should not be odds on to beat West Ham even at home and even in the spot, but I'm not playing West Ham here. So I right. it's a pass. I mean, a couple of things here. So the conference league final for West Ham is not this Wednesday. It's the next Wednesday. The Europa League final is this upcoming Wednesday. And something else that, you know, I think kind of overblown is like, I understand like West Ham's on the beach and it's what it is, is that it's, it's motivation, right? Because what's happened over the last few years very rarely, I mean, it's happened a couple times, but very rarely you will see a manager just rotate his entire team for a match like this and just not play any of the starters. Well, kind of because 
what's been happening is ticket prices are so high and these players are getting paid so much money that, you know, owners obviously want to put the best product out there. So that's why you see, you know, Declan Rice playing obviously in his final, probably his final home match for West Ham against Leeds and everything like that. So I don't know if you'll actually see like a fully rotated, like starting 11 from West Ham. It may be a good idea to sit and wait for lineups, but if like if they play a strong lineup and Lester, because what's going to happen as we get closer to match time is that line on Lester is going to keep climbing, keep climbing, keep climbing, keep climbing to where if it gets absurd, I think might yeah. have to take it, you know, even if it's just half a unit on West Ham could be worth a, a sprinkle. But yeah, I agree with you. West Ham with the conference league final coming up is that's where their focus is. So it's probably an easy pass unless the price just gets so insane. I should also note that all these matches are 1130 AM on Sunday. They all kick off at the same time to avoid any chicanery. So that means the last of the three teams fighting to avoid relegation are my beloved Everton and boy, insane. you want to see a must win tax. This is it. Like I was talking with someone yesterday. He's like, how do you feel about Everton? I say, I feel, I feel sick about it. I don't feel good about it at all. And he said, oh, what are their odds? And he looked at his phone and saw, pulled up bet 365, saw minus 225. He says, oh, they're a huge favorite. I said, yeah, <laughs> but they're a huge favorite because they have an insane must win tax built into their price. Like yep. they're minus 225 at home. Bournemouth six to one on the road to draw plus 350. Everton will not have Dominic Howard-Lewin. They probably won't have Nathan Patterson. And they might not have Vitaly Mikolenko. They already are without Seamus Coleman. And they're already without Ruben Vinagre. So that means they won't have their best striker. And they won't have any healthy fullbacks. Last match against Wolves, Michael Keane was playing as a false nine. (laughs) 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 He came into the game for Nathan Patterson. So he came in as as a right back. So he's already out of position. And then Deitch at the end just just threw everything he could at the wall to see what worked, put Mason Holgate into that right back spot, put Keane up front because he's, you know, good in the air and he's actually good in the box. Like he's, he's got to finish on him as we've seen a few times. So like, that's the state of things for this team. They're already not good. Like they're fighting to avoid relegation. So that tells you right now that they're bad. So they're already a bad team and they're going to be playing without any fullbacks and without their most important attacking option as a fan. I would like Ellis Sims to get to start up top and Damari Gray to be worked into the lineup somehow. I don't want to see Dwight McNeil as a wing back anymore just because they, they need to win the game. They can't just park a bus. Like they're they need to find a way to get on the board. Who knows? This it's a mess. It's an absolute proper mess. And they're minus two twenty five. <laughs> I can't stomach the thought of betting Bournemouth here, because I'm an Everton fan. I'm not gonna bet right. against my team in the game where they if they lose or draw they're basically assured to be relegated but good god if you're betting this match it's Bournemouth yeah it's really hard not I mean I understand you're an Everton fan it's really hard for me to sit here and not take Bournemouth plus one because yeah I mean like I have Everton you know I can't project motivation I only project the data that we have and I have Everton at minus 105 so that's essentially the tax they're getting on it Everton since Deitch has taken over they're allowing two expected goals per match. And it's the same thing we talk about over and over again is that they've done an okay job at disrupting buildup play and pressing high. And they've done decent against, you know, a lot of the smaller sides, Bournemouth being one of them. But it's the same problems under Lampard. Is Everton is bad in transition defense when the match, match becomes transitional. 
that's troublesome. And that's how Bournemouth plays. But the problem also is, is like, I don't know where Bournemouth's head's at. I don't know if they've already booked their vacation to Greece or whatever beautiful island in the Mediterranean they're going to, or if they want to play spoiler and they want Everton to be relegated. I have no idea. And that's the hard part here <laughs> is because I'm sure Bournemouth will play a pretty normal lineup because it is the last match of the season. And after this, it's obviously over, but it's just, I'm just having, I'm struggling so hard with it because I want to hit Bournemouth plus one so bad. I do like over two and a half and minus 135 is essentially where I've settled at because I do believe that, you know, like we talk about a lot of times is that in these type of matches where one team has nothing to play for, obviously Everton's going to be playing kind of tight. Bournemouth can play loose. They can play fast. They can play aggressive, which is going to create an end-to-end open style match, especially if they score first. So I do have 3.05 goals projected. So I've kind of settled on over two and a half at minus 135, but I'll post it on Twitter. I'm probably going to make a huge round robin throughout Europe of all the must-win, t- like all the the lines that have been just like inflated insanely because of must-win tax. And we're going to see how it ends up. And this is going to be included in it. So, but if you're playing this match on an individual basis, from a data standpoint, there is value on Bournemouth. Problem is, is I don't know how much they care. And that's right. what worries me. From your lips. From your lips. All right. Now let's get to the real fun parts. We'll kind of cruise through Nottingham Forest and Palace because it doesn't really fit the bill. Palace is minus 143. Forest plus 375. The draw, 3-1. to one. Neither team has anything to gain from this match at all. Forest... They're on the beach after securing their safety with a ridiculous win over Arsenal, maybe their biggest win since mm-hmm. you know they won the Champions League in the 70s. So yep. this is a crazy letdown spot for them, but who knows? And and Palace has nothing to play for. They'll be at home at least, but I'm going to be passing here. You like a plan the under though. Yeah, I mean, well, Palace does have something to play for, Michael, is me and Anthony need all yeah. three points here to hit our point yeah. total. So somebody needs to phone Roy and let him know that we need to take this one seriously. Yeah. I like under three and minus minus one twenty. It's an, it's an inflated total, you know, since Roy Hodgson has taken over, like the two things that he's done very well is come in at the easiest part of the schedule and turn palace into a force, but he's also done a pretty good job with them defensively. And this is something that we spoke about a few times throughout the podcast of, you know, what happened to Crystal Palace's defense that was fourth and non-penalty spectacles last year. Well, this year they've been, really good against the bottom half of the table. They are only allowing 0.93 expected goals per match against the bottom 10 teams in the Premier League, but they've just sucked against all of the good offenses. And Nottingham Forest fits the bill of a team that I'm not so sure can really threaten Palace in transition. Like they're obviously that's how they play and they're very good on set pieces. But again, they've secured their safety. I don't know how much they'll care. Nottingham Forest as well defensively, they've been bad all season long. Like they're near the bottom, but Against the bottom half of the table, they're only allowing 1.4 expected goals per match. And they play a style that's basically going to hand Crystal Palace the ball and ask them to break them down, which is something I'm not sure Crystal Palace is able to do. So in a normal sense, I only have 2.1 goals projected for this match. So we have with an inflated total, I do like under three at minus 120. And if these two teams score four goals, then congratulations. <laughs> all right kind of, it's kind of how i feel about a lot of these tolls if, if these terrible offenses score four goals whatever man let's actually get through newcastle and uh chelsea next because i, I want to save i want to save the bangers for the end because there's i would say there's three maybe four bangers that i think you can have some fun with like pj said he, he's going to be posting a around a transcontinental <laughs> round robin <laughs> I'll just keep it to Europe's big five leagues, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be a long one. 
but I, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm writing something for our partnership at the New York Post for the paper on Sunday, just kind of about the, the teams you want to target if you're trying to build a lotto ticket. We'll get to those. Neither one of them will be in this match. Chelsea and Newcastle. Good God, Chelsea, what is going on? Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. Five. What do you point- think? Four expected goals today against United. That's the most ever in a Premier League match since they started tracking expected goals in 2014. That's insane. I have Every- never, I mean, they, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I had a bunch of tap ins, like, off of rebounds. Yeah. So that's what inflates it. But, like, holy God, this team does not care. Like, no, they don't care. at all. And Lampard is probably giving himself not going to be able to be a manager ever again in the Premier League. Nice maybe match. championship, maybe yeah, league yeah. one, but exactly. no, never in the Premier League ever again. Maybe MLS. Maybe, eh, maybe we'll see. But Newcastle, obviously, as well, has secured a Champions League spot, so they have quote unquote nothing to play for. They're on the beach. But if we're handicapping motivation here, I mean, Newcastle finishing third versus fourth. I mean, yeah. you can say that's a little bit of motivation. They, uh, but they, Chelsea, they said all the right things about that too. They said that they want to finish there. They want to finish right. ahead of. Manchester United and right, and it's it's one match, right? It's not like yeah. they have three matches left. It's one match, so they can get up for one more match. And yeah, if that's the case, I mean, this price is way too cheap on Newcastle for a Chelsea team that does not care at all anymore. I mean, it's a it's very I mean, we said this before. It's very similar to Manchester United last year, where it's interim manager. You have a bunch of players who are going to be on their way out the door. We don't know what's going to happen, and no matter. Who, whether it's been Graham Potter or Frank Lampard, I mean, Chelsea has been so bad against the elite teams in England. They won the expected goals battle against Liverpool, if you remember, in a 0 0 draw, it was like 2.2 to 0.3 in every other match, five other matches against the top six teams, minus 5.6 expected goal differential. And they struggled building up against United today. They're going to face one of the best pressing teams in the Premier League who just continually bully some of the best build-up teams. Newcastle's done it to Arsenal. They've done it to Brighton recently. Yeah, it's way too cheap of a price here on Newcastle. So I like them draw no bet. You know, the best price you can find is around minus 120. Just kind of crazy for a team that's been close to 0.9 XG better than Chelsea this season. And it's a short week for Chelsea. So just an all-time Chelsea literally probably getting on the plane like right after this match to go on vacation (laughs) somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you kind of talked me into Newcastle here, plus 140. I mean, they won't be in the round robin just because it's not yeah. necessarily a, like a yeah, must-win as... tax line because yeah. obviously Chelsea has nothing to play for. But like, I know even the last time, like it was, I remember the last time they played, it was right before the World Cup is when Chelsea was on their horrible run under Potter and they were like, just get us to the World Cup break. And Newcastle won one nothing, and they just dismantled them. Like Chelsea did absolutely nothing for the entire match. So, I mean, I don't know. They're... 5.4 like that's that's really hard to look at and there's a world there's a world here where chelsea finishes 14th <laughs> yeah there is uh, that's, that's i saw hilarious. something out there that was kind of funny today it was basically like lampard is probably mad at himself because he uh came into chelsea too late to get two premier league teams relegated in the same season <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll, uh, never see, we'll never see him again so i mean you say that but Derby County might rehire him. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Villa and Brighton next. I'm tempted by Brighton. They're plus 250 on the too. road. Villa's even money at home. I think that's a little crazy. Draws plus 260. I think what you're seeing here is that like Brighton has six plays wrapped up. 
they can't catch Liverpool for fifth. Villa can't leapfrog them. So there's nothing for Brighton here. But so Villa's got really, they've got conference league spot to play for with Tottenham nipping at their heels. But Brighton is just so much better than Villa. They're just so much better than them. They are. They're way um, better. Yeah. So this is uh, like in a vacuum. If someone told you that you can bet Brighton, not knowing the situation on the Premier League calendar, you can bet this Brighton team plus 250 against Villa, I think. I think you'll mm-hmm. you'll take it. So I'm gonna probably be on the Seagulls. Yeah, they'll be in the round robin. And I saw a funny tweet today that was basically like an Aston Villa van, basically saying like, I would ask Brighton to play all the U18s in the final match, but they're probably all just like South American wonder kids. So <laughs> screw that. <laughs> it's just quite funny because obviously Brighton has so much mm-hmm. talent. But yeah, you know the thing about it is is like. It's the same thing with Newcastle, right? It's the last match of the season. It's not like Brighton has three matches left or a a cup final left. It's like, this is it. And they did rotate some guys against Manchester City. You know, they they started and CISO and Billy Gilmore. And then they brought on McAllister and Ferguson to finish the match. They're probably just going to rotate them again. And it's Deserby's style of play, right? It's like uber aggressive. <laughs> so if you have nothing to play for and you're playing loose and you're playing aggressive, like that's the best Brighton we're going to see when there's no pressure on them and they can just build up right through Aston Villa or try to break down their low block and try to counter press them with an Aston Villa team that generally hasn't been good against good pressing teams. So yeah, I'm going to be on Brighton money line. They'll be in the round robin. If you want to take a little bit of risk off it, there's definitely value on them plus a half if you want to take that as well. But yeah. All for the Seagulls this weekend, even though they have nothing to play for. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here, so let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Arsenal, Wolves, Arsenal is minus 275, Wolves 7-1, the draw is plus 425. Like, it's Wolves or nothing, but with nothing at stake for either of these teams, and I think Arsenal is probably just going to want to, you know, put an emphasis on almost like running it up. Like, let's go into the offseason feeling as good as possible because they had a great season and then they choked it. We did. Away the, yeah, I was, like no, no, I hate that word choke. City won 15 straight matches. Yeah. Like, like, no, that's you're, not you're, a choke. They choked by letting City win 15 in a row. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. they blew an opportunity. They did. Win. And, you know, they had two goal. They had multiple two goal leads that they could yeah. have closed out. Like, yes, they could have. But yeah, like, the opportunity was there. They, they yeah. slipped. And now they've lost two in a row, three of five. Like, I'm just not interested in Wolves, even at the price. So, 
you want to do a nice fun both teams to score no and hope this ends in like arsenal one no win there's Strong some value point. on that the price on that's a little insane so if i was going anywhere that's what i would go because the wolves offense is garbage and it's going to be garbage next year as well okay three more to get to by my count and all three of them are very interesting to me we'll start with saints and liverpool southampton 20th place wrapped up they're going back to the championship for the first time in a long time they're hosting liverpool minus 250 the reds are on the road and the draws four to one at bet 365 i really like southampton here uh, i do too the number is you might want a little bit more but you're just not going to get it and you just got to think about the spot for liverpool they just emptied the tank went on a seven match winning streak drew villa to blow their champions league chance they just had that emotional farewell match against Villa at Anfield where Firmino, Milner, Keita, like the gang all say goodbye. Now they have to go on the road to face the last place team in a meaningless game for both teams. Southampton to me, like they're so much worse than Liverpool. And there is a very, very, very real possibility that Southampton doesn't show up or both teams show up and they don't win. They just get absolutely right. run. They get their show run here. But I think that at six to one, there's more than enough of a chance that Liverpool just throws, you know, a bunch of youngsters on the field, guys who they want yeah. to you know, just like let them break their maiden. And Southampton just is, says, screw it. Like this is probably for some players like James Ward-Prowse. Like this is the last time I'm going to be playing in the shirt. Go balls to the wall. Right. It sounds like you're kind of grasping at straws here to like make an argument for yeah. Southampton. But that's what happens in the last week. Le- yeah. We're in the oh, last week sure. of the season. This isn't February 3rd, right? This is it. Like this is the time to take the shot. So I think the price on Southampton is so good. I do too. I have Southampton projected at plus 437. And there's really no like must win tax in this line either. Like you said, Liverpool has nothing to play for. They're going to finish in fifth place. They're going to be in the Europa League. And we see this all the time as well is that the last match of the season for a team that's already relegated, like you said, at home with all these players who are not going to be playing for the team, you get a nice dead cat bounce. Southampton's going to probably be giving that extra effort, making that extra tackle while Liverpool is just going to be kind of like, eh, we're already on the beach. We're going to be finishing fifth. Disappointment, like you said, let down spots. So, yeah, I mean, if we dived into the numbers, like <laughs> a lot of numbers reporting towards Liverpool, right? And there hasn't been much positive this year for Southampton, but they did take Bazunu out of goal and put McCarthy on there. <laughs> so I guess that's a positive for them. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's Southampton or nothing here. All right, Brentford and City, of course, this is the reverse fixture of this is the 19 to 1 winner that we hit as oh, part yeah. of our 200 to 1 parlay uh, right before the World Cup. You're not getting 19 to 1 on Brentford here. Uh, they're plus 280 hosting the champions. City's minus 120, 3 to 1 for the draw. There's no reason for City to play anybody important in this match. They've got the FA Cup I mean, final coming up next week. Yeah. And the Champions League final week from then. Like, Give these guys a breather. They just went on a 25 match unbeaten streak. Play the U18s. Do whatever you have to do to just not let anybody <laughs> important get hurt. But we know that Pep, you know, he's a psycho. He's a sociopath. So it's not going to happen. But still, even if they do dress a decently good team, like we know how good Brentford is, we know how well they punch up. They just beat another, you know, the big six I know is shifting, but they, they just demolished Tottenham a couple days ago like they've got wins over uh, City already this year they've played well against basically anybody better than them with a bigger budget so the B's plus 280 I think you can get them out there three to one it's a good number and we should also mention that Brentford has something to play for they are still alive for that 
final Europa Conference League spot. I believe they are two points behind both Tottenham and Aston Villa. So if yeah. both of them drop points, we could see the Bees in Europe potentially. So they will be going all out. Can I just say something? Pep snaps with Psycho for that lineup he played against Brighton. I mean, he started everybody. He rested two defenders. And then afterwards, he's like, I was really impressed with our performance because we drank all the alcohol in Manchester 40 hours ago. Then why are you playing your best players? It's, it's a psychotic move. So, yeah, we can sit here and say, hey, you shouldn't play anybody. You probably should rest guys for the Champions League and FA Cup final. But we'll probably see Holland. We'll probably see De Bruyne. We'll probably see Silva. We'll probably see Mares. We'll probably see everybody out there for Manchester City. But yeah, it's Brentford or nothing here. All right. It's a triple whammy spot for Man United here. They're minus 200 <laughs> at home hosting Fulham, who are 5-1. to one. The draw is plus 333. Man United's on short rest. They just played Thursday against Chelsea. It's a letdown spot. They just clinched the Champions League in that win over Chelsea. And then it's a look-ahead spot. Next week, they have the FA Cup final against Manchester City. This is a home match for United, so... They want to give a show, I'm sure. And they'll they'll say all those things. But like we just talked about with Pep, there's no reason for Eric Ten Hag to play anybody important in this match at all. You could say, oh, we want to finish third or whatever. But like if you're just being reasonable and you're looking at it from a, a logical game theory perspective where you want to win a trophy, your second trophy of the season next week, just sit everybody. Let Fulham run rampant. Back in the cottagers here at 5-1. to one. I think there's a good chance United dresses a B team. Right. And I think this is one of those situations that it might be a good idea to wait until lineups come out. But the thing is, and, and you know, this is something that happens is that once that lineup comes out, that Price line is going to crash so fast. Yeah. So think about, think know, about Chelsea. What we talked about before the Chelsea city match last week, like we're like, if Forrest right. beats Arsenal, this line's going to crash. They were 10 to one and they closed what? 280. Yep. So I mean, that's just, that's just what happens. Like yeah. it's just so, you know, for if, you know, if you're somebody who's, you know, maybe this is your first year betting or you want to get in on this, Put tweet notifications on for Manchester United. And whenever it comes out, look at the lineup. Know if any of the regular guys, if they're not starting, just hammer Fulham right away. Because I'm sure Fulham's going to play a normal lineup. It's against a big six club. They want to finish the year strong. Uh, so, yeah, it's Fulham or nothing. I am tempted to play you know, them like right now on the money line, but I'll probably just end up waiting to see what United's lineup looks like. Yeah, I'm going to play him. I just, I think, like you, I'll be building around Robbins and trying to retire once again this week i know we yeah. say it every week you but know this I, is... I you know i had uh it's unfortunate i wish the monaco grand prix was next week because we could have you know once we win this round robin we could definitely get a yacht out there yeah see all right that's the premier league done and dusted been a great season everybody right. so we'll move on before we do just a reminder once again that one of our goals presented by bet365 world's favorite sports book brand sign up with promo code action to get bet365's exclusive sign up offer in new jersey colorado Virginia and Ohio in the US. And if you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1 800 Gambler. All right, let's move on to Bundesliga. We'll be pretty quick here. You're just going to take us through Europe with your favorite bets. In, in each yeah, of the I mean, this leagues. is this line here. Union Berlin is minus 270 against Order Bremen. They have to win. They're tied with Freiburg. They have the goal differential tiebreaker with them. But Michael, here's a question for you because the Union Berlin spread is minus one and a half here. How many times in the <laughs> Bundesliga has Union Berlin outcreated their opponents by more than 1.5 expected goals? Four. Once. One. It has happened one time the entire season. And now they are supposed to cover a one and a half goal spread against, I get it, a below average Bundesliga team that is on the beach and has nothing to play for. But how Union Berlin 
sets up with their 3-5-2, with their very defensive approach. Once they score that first goal, considering they have the goal differential tiebreaker and Freiburg is playing Frankfurt, so it's very unlikely that Freiburg is going to be Frankfurt by five goals on the road, they're going to sit on this thing. They're going to put everybody in the box to defend this and get a spot in the Champions League. So Werder Bremen plus one and a half, the best price you can find is minus 145. Their money line will also be going in the round robin. Okay, let's talk Syria. Uh, you're looking at Juve and AC Milan. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a huge match. Juventus just got their 10-point deduction for some financial mishaps. AC Milan is currently sitting in fourth place in the table. They're three points above Atalanta with two matches left to play. So everything to play for for both teams because now, you know, Juve is obviously trying to get into either a Europa League or Europa Conference League spot after they just got dropped out. And I think the total is a tad too low here, like over two and a half at plus 110. You know, these are two top five offenses in Serie A. AC Milan has been sixth in non-penalty expected goals. They've been good, but, but not great. But the Juventus defense, we've talked about it many times, overperformed so drastically this season by about eight or nine expected goals. They are dead last in Serie A in final third entries allowed. That is horrendous for a team and the stature of Juventus. They are near the bottom in progressive passes and dribbles allowed. They're near the bottom in XG per set piece allowed. It's a bad Juventus defense, but you know, the offense has been very good. So, and this is also one of those situations that once that first goal goes in, I think you're going to see a lot of chaos between these two teams. So I project about 2.6 expected goals for this match. So over two and a half a plus 110 is a good enough price for me. Okay. La Liga. I mean, this match yeah. I have means literally nothing. Barcelona, who has already secured the La Liga title, is taking on Mallorca. And I like under three goals at minus 108. These are two of the best defensive teams in La Liga. Mallorca is just a low block force. Second in all of Europe and final third to penalty box entry conversion rate allowed. While Barcelona has been rotating their squad, they're a build-up, very slow-paced style team. Mallorca is not going to press them, which is going to set up a very, very slow-paced type match. And hey, you know what? Mallorca got a clean sheet against Barcelona on the island when they met last time. So I only project 2.3 goals for this match. So under three at minus 105. It's just an inflated total for no reason at all. The championship playoff, you want to just touch on Coventry City real yeah. quick? Yeah. This is literally, my, I think, my one of my favorite matches of the entire year. For those who don't know, this is obviously the Champions League final is the highest stakes match in, in world football. But from a financial standpoint, it doesn't get more high stakes than this. I think the difference between the TV money from the championship to the Premier League, I think now is around $300 million. So for two clubs like Luton Town and Coventry City, who haven't sniffed the Premier League in a really, really long time, or maybe even ever, I haven't looked it up. It's about as high stakes as it gets for these two teams. And they play literally the exact same style of play. It's 3-5-2, low block, transitional type matches. And to play into that, you know, Luton Town is around a plus 140, plus 145 favorite here. It's about where I haven't projected. If I were to play anything, you know, maybe a Coventry City on the money line has a tad bit of value. But where I actually want to go here is under first half, under half a goal, or to be 0-0 at half, because... The pressure that's going to be in this match, especially for two low block type teams, not big risk takers, it sets up perfectly for that. So under a half for the first half is where I'm going here. But if you want to play a side, Coventry does have a little bit of value. I mean, expected goals, these two teams have been very similar this season. Luton Town's at plus 14, Coventry's at plus eight. So 
similar styles, similar teams. So in that case, just take the underdog. All right. Now let's get to the fun part. Obviously, Anthony's not here, but we got an underdog for him. I'll let you take that one. Then I'll go. Then you can go with yours. And what's mm-hmm. going to end up happening here is we're going to end up with a three-leg parlay that pays out 783 to one. So I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be our last one of the yeah. year. We got to go out with a bang, right? So for Anthony, this is what he would have wanted. And he would have told us that it's overinflated. But Cologne, seven to one at home, hosting Bayern Munich. Cologne has nothing to play for. Bayern has everything to play for. They got to keep the streak alive. I believe they've won 11 straight Bundesliga titles. Don't quote me on that. I think it's, it's 11 or 12, one of those two. And they absolutely need to win. Cologne is a very, very underrated team that is good in transition, that can play a decent low block. And the last time these two teams played, Cologne went ahead early and held Bayern all the way until I think it was around the 91st or 92nd minute. And Kimmich hit a banger from way outside the box. So this Cologne team is definitely capable of pulling off the upset. And yeah, you know what? I know they have nothing to play for, but I'm guessing that every team in Germany hates Bayern. And I'm guessing they're going to want to play spoiler here for the title. So that's the first one. Mine is going to be Mines. 13 to 1 on the road against Dortmund, who, if they win, they will have won their first Bundesliga title since Klopp was in charge in 2011. And it's a Mines team that, again, they have nothing to play for but they're going to want to play spoiler and the way that they set up and the way they're able to press teams high and disrupt buildup play, they could give Dortmund some problems and it's up in the air, whether Jude Bellingham is actually going to play in this match because he's dealing with an injury. So the two Bundesliga underdogs that are trying to play spoiler for the title are going to be the first two legs of this parlay. And for me, we're going to do a little sprinkle on Southampton. It's ugly. They're six to one against Liverpool. They're the worst team in the Premier League. They've already been relegated, but this is such an ugly spot for Liverpool. They just emptied the tank, went on a seven-match winning streak to make a miracle run at a top-four spot and came up just short last week at Anfield to keep their season alive. Now they've got nothing. It's just a huge letdown spot. Like you said, BJ, we'll see teams that are already relegated in their last match of the season, especially at home, kind of provide a little dead cat bounce, a little memory for fans to take into the offseason with them. That's what I'm banking on here. They're six to one and it's ugly, but all three of these are pretty ugly. So mine's clone Southampton, 783 to one. I was debating Fulham or Southampton, but we'll talk about Fulham in a second here. Our favorite bets in the Premier League for the final match week. Like I said, I like Fulham. Just an absolute brutal spot for Man United right here. Like you can't lay minus 200 with a team that's going to be on short rest. It's a letdown spot. They just clinched Champions League with their win over Chelsea over the midweek, and they're going to be looking ahead to an FA Cup final on Saturday. You could see a pretty heavy squad rotation here from United. It is a tricky game to play, a little bit of a a thread-the-needle situation with should you bet Fulham now or do you want to wait for the United to confirm a lineup? I would say bet them now. I don't think this number is going to get that much higher, even if United dresses a full, strong starting 11. I would just take the 5-1 to now. But Fulham, that's my favorite bet this weekend. I like Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, under three goals at minus 120. We have a situation here where both of these teams are on the beach. They have absolutely nothing to play for. And how Nottingham Forest has been setting up tactically along with Crystal Palace is going to be pretty conducive to a low-event style game. So you have Nottingham Forest, who out of possession is going to be in a 5-3-2. 
they're going to hand the ball to Crystal Palace because they're averaging the lowest possession in the Premier League. And they're going to ask Crystal Palace to break them down, which I'm not so sure Crystal Palace is going to be able to do. Crystal Palace is much better when they are playing the low block and they're the ones playing a transition. That's how they've been so good under Roy Hodgson. And something that Crystal Palace, you know, last season, they were one of the best defensive teams in the Premier League. This season, they've kind of struggled throughout the season. Now they're sitting around 10th in non-penalty expected goals. But against the bottom half of the Premier League table, they're only allowing 0.93 expected goals per match. And the same could be said about Nottingham Forest, who against the bottom half of the table themselves, only allowing 1.4 expected goals per match when they're allowing 1.93 against the top half of the table. So I understand this is just an inflated total with both teams having nothing to play for. So you're expecting a very open style match, but I'm not so sure given the way that these two teams set up tactically. So I like under three goals at minus 120. There you have it. Another Premier League season in the books for us here at Wonder Goal. We will be back with a preview episode for the Cup Final, FA Cup Final, and and looking ahead to the Europa League, and then, of course, the Champions League Final. So we still have a couple more episodes to go with. But a sincere thank you to everyone who's listened, especially those who've listened consistently. If you're new to the show, you haven't rated and reviewed, please do so. We don't really say that often, which is probably a mistake on my part. but. Like we always say, rate it five stars and tell us how much we suck. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as, uh, as long as you give it five stars. When Anthony's back, we'll, we'll do the accounting before our last yep. episode. But it's been a it's been a good year. It's been a profitable of, year again. Another profitable. Great. Yeah. Back to back profitable <laughs> season. Hang the, hang the banner and the rack. Hang the banners. But yeah, we do. Thank you. Bet365 will be back as our sponsor again next year. So we thank them for keeping the lights on. But until we see you again. In a couple days, make sure to to get in this parlay. Have some fun this week. Have some goddamn fun. This is not the week to grind out, you know, minus 115 (laughs) over two and a half goals. This is go for it. This is the mines 13 to ones, the clone seven to one week. Look, it's not likely to hit. We're not telling you that, but go build yourself something that can change your life. This is a good opportunity. It's like the Kentucky Derby. Like, Go for it. Shut off the little voice of reason in your head that's telling you to play plus EV. Like, go for it. But it is plus EV, Mike. Yeah, no, that's it is. Thing. It is, it yeah. is plus EV. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about lines that have inflated that have such yeah. minus EV. So we're talking actually about plus EV type lines. So it's not necessarily a voice of reason getting shut off yeah, in your head. True. It's the voice of like, how much does this team care in your head right. is what's getting shut off. What's, what's uh, being said in your head. All right. Well, Anthony, come home soon. We'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.